Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing, even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. Well, I think we're going to kick it off with the breaking news of today. We're recording this on Thursday, January 27th, and it was announced today that Justice Breyer will be retiring from the Supreme Court, though I don't know how much it was announced or... It was a, it was a, yeah, officially announced today. Decided for him. Yes. It was leaked yesterday. (laughs) So that they can replace him before the midterms. So they kind of forced him out. I heard a theory that they leaked early that he was going to retire to make sure that he retires. Right. It's like the, I've heard people compare to it. It's like showing up to your own retirement party and not knowing. Like it's a it's a surprise for you're like I'm not retiring and they're kind of telling you yes yes you are. But I do like that it basically confirms that they know that they're going to get destroyed in the midterms, so they have to do it now. Yeah. Or they might not be able to confirm anybody. Yep. I like that. Well. Let's talk about already what Biden and the administration have been talking about and everyone talking about their replacement. First of all, even during the campaign, Biden said that he it's time to get a black woman on the Supreme Court. It's their time. They should be represented. Oh, my goodness. So now that's the thing he's, he has said now that he will nominate a black female, which is just I have no problem if a qualified black female were happened to be the nominee. If he had said, you know, oh, I'm going to make a list of we're going to make a list of all the people we think best qualified that we would want to nominate. And if someone or at least one person on there happened to be a black female and that happened to be who he chooses. Great. More power to you. But to say outright, we are going to uh, to nominate a black female. You've completely, I just. Yeah, in the video that I've seen um, when during his campaign, he specifically said, with no other mention of any qualification, I'm going to appoint a black female. That was it. No other qualification whatsoever. That's what I'm going to do. Um, and like you said, if they're qualified, you know, and a good jurist then that's great, except those were the only criteria he gave. That is explicitly against the law. Right off the bat, you're eliminating 94% of the population from, you know, from possibly being selected. Imagine any other situation that a politician says, I'm going to nominate a white male. The whole Civil Rights Act was put into law to prevent that exact thing. And it's basically summed up, <laughs> says you can't do that. That's, that's, that's federal law. I like how this is in the midst of a court decision coming up on the affirmative, on affirmative action in college admi- admissions. <laughs> yeah. Right when the, is it the Supreme Court that's hearing that case? It, it's, yes. It's, yes. Yeah. Two, two, two schools. It's, I think it's university of North Carolina and Harvard both have cases about affirmative action. And as the Supreme Court is hearing those cases, I'm going to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court, was was said. Irony. Yeah, the thing that gets me is that as soon as you say that and give those types of criteria for who you're going to nominate, you make the Supreme Court specifically a political, you know, a political entity. The Supreme Court is supposed to be the one aspect of our government of the three branches that is not political. But when you make that criteria of like, you know, race, gender, the, you know, religion, whatever, you make it political. The, 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 the idea and the purpose of the Supreme Court is to do one thing. It is to judge the constitutionality of law. 
That is to take law that Congress or whoever has or some other, you know, jurisdiction has implemented and and say, is it constitutional? It shouldn't matter if you are um, a female of Moldavian descent or if you're a man uh, descended from those of Greenland. You should it shouldn't matter one bit because you're both looking at the same law. I mean, theoretically, you would interpret the law the same by, based on what it says and what its intent is. It, should, it has nothing to do with your background. It it's, has to do with, is it constitutional? And anybody of any gender, any background, any religion sh- would come, should come to the same conclusion, or at least very close. So the fact that you're saying it depends on your race, gender, whatever, uh, you know, ethnicity, then you're making it political when it's specifically not supposed to be political. It's always been. It's always been political, and it's going to move even further to just purely political decisions. Um, did you see that Maisie Hirono, which what uh, the senator from, I think, Hawaii, Hawaii, said about what she wanted in a Supreme Court justice? No. Was that the person I, that said I, protect, you know, uh, women's rights or voting rights? I'm sure she's I'm sure that basically she saying we want a, the the voting legislation and abortion, like reproductive rights or something is, I think, a word they use. Yeah. Well, well she's probably on board with all that. But what she said is, I want a justice who won't base her decisions solely on law. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to factor in the fact that Maisie Hirono is one of the dumbest members. What does real that even mean? She, she doesn't care about the law. She wants yeah, them to be political activists. Job. She is yeah. saying but, she wants them to be political activists, which is what I'm not saying. A justice. But th- hey, that is no different. What she said is no different than saying I'm going to nominate somebody who's female and black because you're yeah. saying I'm going to. Uh, have somebody, I'm going to appoint somebody because those two factors will affect the way they interpret law. That makes it social, not legal. It's it's saying the same thing in different words. And if that's what the Supreme Court's going to be, then there's no reason to have a Supreme Court. Because look at it, the, we are so far of outside of operating by the Constitution. I mean, it's not even funny because what what Joe Biden said, and if those are the basis for nominating somebody, that's illegal based on the Civil Rights Act. That is illegal. It ex- is explicitly illegal. You can't do that. Um, we have we don't uphold laws. Everything that's going on with immigration at the border is explicitly exactly. illegal. It's in the law. You can't do what they're doing. So. All of these things, theoretically, if we were operating within the law of the Constitution, they'd be taken to court and they would immediately slam dunk win and this stuff would be stopped because it's explicitly illegal. I don't know why you couldn't file a, 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 a charges against the administration, those who are allowing the immigration stuff to take place and have them absolutely arrested because it's clearly in violation of the law that the duly elected Congress of the United States have put into place. I, I was thinking about that today, too, especially with the whole um, the thing about how we've seen now that the Biden administration is responsible for releasing who knows how many immigra- immigra- illegal immigrants, most of them Adult military males. aged males. Right. And Alone. they yeah. just male. by themselves, not with families, and they've been releasing them in since last spring. Just basically taking them to airports and flying them all over the country and just, you know, setting them up places. Totally illegal. Um, And I I did think that today. I thought to myself, well, they just do whatever they want then. There is no law. No, there is no. And if there's no law for them, then we legitimately have a ruling class because they just do whatever they want. I mean, they're they're in charge. But if you were to—I agree and understand exactly what you're saying. However, we have not— We have not thrown out the Constitution. It's still supposedly a governing document. I don't know how that if I were if I were a um, federal prosecutor and you brought this charge to me, I would absolutely feel compelled to move forward with it because it's clearly in violation of the law of, of our governing law that's on the books. 
they've just so carefully put the people in place that they want in certain positions yes, that, that won't enforce the law. Yeah, exactly. So this we, isn't about being legal. It's about they've put people in place that won't enforce the law. Yes. I mean, it's the same thing they've done all over the country. They've done it on the federal level, too. They've done it locally in the big cities with all the George Soros, uh, you know, sponsored district attorneys um, in all the big cities that are doing bail reform and, you know, all those laws that they just don't even enforce are doing the same thing on the federal level. And it really is. I mean, we don't have people that represent us or people that work for us anymore. We have people who are in control of us. I mean, flat out, they do what they want. It's against the law. It doesn't matter. They don't never get in trouble. So how are we not in a position? And I, I don't know the exact wording on this, where it says, you know, that we are told by our founders that when a government becomes tyrannical, it's our duty to overthrow them and change that government. How, how are we say, not? It says how are we not in that position? Off. How is that? Th- how is that not our current situation when you have law that is just flat out will not be enforced? I mean, we we kind of are there, but in that same document, they talk about how much how much mankind will endure before they do something like that so i mean even though they are breaking the rules they they admit it has to get pretty extreme for us to feel like we're justified in doing something like that right i think the it difference... has to get way worse well I unfortunately don't well i don't know about that what i what i see is that we're in a position where we have the technology today where they can control us, the population, the citizenry, in a way that the um, founders could have never imagined. So when it gets, it, you're already pretty much at the place that you can't defeat them. So how much worse does it have to get? I mean, we already can't defeat them because they control so much. So, yeah, I, I mean, like I, maybe... but I, don't, I haven't given up hope. I mean, in November, it depends if 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 those who um, if we do see a big change in Congress, um, then it will become a question. Well, are those who are now voted into office, will they be willing to act to correct the situation? I think that I think that the whole um, Canadian truck driver thing gives me a lot of hope. I do think that that is impactful. I mean, have you heard? About how yeah, many we got ourselves a convoy. Yeah, we got yeah. a mighty convoy. The I somebody said the town it drove through it took two hours from beginning to end. All participants in that convoy, and I they're mean, when all they get headed. To the end, yeah. it's just going to be a dead stop. Traffic backup for it's going to be a mess. That's the point. That's what they said. They went to lock down the city, and they are. They said they're not going to leave until all the restrictions are lifted so i don't know i just think that that i mean that really is going to be seriously influential and it's not just them people are cheering for them canadian non-truck driver canadian citizens are yeah they're driving in it too right some of them are driving in it too just passenger vehicles yeah but according to trudeau they're they're a fringe they're fringe well if you would ask them uh, about two years ago they were essential heroes and all that yes yeah. the convoy stretches like the convoy stretches like a hundred miles long do and you it's think that's fringe amazing. do you think that's that crazy they, that they don't think that we see what's going on do yes. they really think that we don't see and understand what's taking place yeah well some people just aren't even paying attention that you could make that statement it's fringe yeah, because most people aren't actually seeing video or seeing the numbers. They just would hear that. Yeah, they're just listening to that. And everybody has so much reason to believe Trudeau. Why? Because they want to. I guess. I'm trying to look and see what the next... Okay, so... Okay, well, we I, got I know Russia, but well, yeah, because we're gonna because go, we've been talking about border security right. and how that just flat out doesn't exist anymore, and you know borders are a construct, but we also have to protect the Ukrainian-Russian border with the lives of our soldiers, possibly. So two completely contradicting ideas. Russia should just be able to go in there. 
do what they want. Borders are a construct. They're not real. Right. We've basically let anybody in our... Well, yeah, our borders are a construct. I actually heard uh, someone from the administration when they were being asked um, why we should send uh, materials or people to defend the Ukrainian border. They actually used the word that their border is, and I don't know if I'm going to say the word right, inviolatable. What's the word? Involatable? It, you, you can't mean, violate it. Or, right. Oh, invi- inviolatable? Inviolate. It's inviolate. It's, invi- that's, it, it's, it's inviolate. That's why it they must may- be defended. That's some strategy level word right there. That's that is a real. word. That is a word. Yes. And it means it cannot be violated. So the Ukrainian border cannot be violated. That how is, do we make it, how do we make ours that? Yeah. I is there a legal process to go through is, to make our border inviolatable? This is one inviolate. 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 The, the um the this is a another same thing. Do they not think that we see this? Yes. How's how how is you that would be, possible? You would be shocked. They do. You'd no, be absolutely shocked at how many people just are not paying attention. No, I think that you could frame this from the same. They could just say it's because we're just so kind and loving people. One, we are letting all these people in because they need help. We have to help them. Two, on the other people's border, we're helping. We're protecting the little guy Ukraine in this dynamic. I'm not that nice. Does it make sense of that that would be there? I know. I'm not saying. I'm trying to put myself into here's, a cr- here's, crazy person's head, okay? Here's, okay. Bear here's, with me. Give here's me what break. I want to do, though, to those people who talk about it's because we're trying to be nice to all these people. I understand being compassionate, but your first responsibility is to be nice to the American citizen. Yeah, put your own house in order. And be compassionate of them. We are being asked to take in all of these people that we don't know who they are. We don't know their backgrounds. We don't know their motivations. We don't know what they're going to contribute. We don't know anything about them. We don't know. And we're paying for it all. And we're treating them better oftentimes than we are our own citizens. I'm sorry, but that's not loving and compassion to the people who are first in line to receive your compassion. And that is the American citizen. It's the same thing I, I got back when the in the BLM Antifa riots of 2020. And I got into a thing, um, you know, on social media with a guy who said he couldn't believe that I was a pastor. And he was so glad that he had thought about going into ministry, but he didn't because I, I wasn't being nice to the, um, you know, the BLM's uh, organization, all that uh, for their cause. And my point was, where is your compassion and concern for the people whose businesses and lives are being destroyed, who had nothing to do with this? That doesn't bother you at all that BLM and Antifa are going in and, and burning and looting and even injuring and at times being killing people. Where's your compassion and concern for those people? Yeah. Well, I have a question for you guys of your on this Russia-Ukraine issue, and as far as our getting involved, I I guess what is your... Because now you're kind of saying, well, get your own house in order first. Are you saying that you don't think we should be sending anyone? I don't. If they did enter? And then I would offer that idea of, is this Putin just pushing it a little further and further to see... Because people don't want to go to war, and so how far can he push it? And I totally, I'm totally agree, or I totally understand that idea of why s- sending our military over and to die potentially in this effort that we have nothing to do with, and we can't be the world's policemen. But on the other hand, some people could go and argue like, well, this is similar when World War Two was ramping up, starting. Hitler, Germany was basically pushing, they knew people didn't want to go to war and they were just pushing it, pushing it, going into over more borders until it forced us eventually to get involved. And you could argue, someone could argue if we had gotten involved sooner, maybe there never would have been a world war. I don't know. I'm not saying that I think this is Russia trying to start World War Three. I'm just spitballing. Well, I don't think we should go in military to Ukraine. 
Um, has everybody, for, and here's why, because there's a lot of other things to consider first. Has everybody forgotten about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden involvement in Ukraine? How, no, I, well, I'm concerned that that, How are I'm we not looking at a conflict of interest? Involved. Right. They're, I'm they're making, that's why they are going to get involved. Right. They're making millions of dollars. They were making, and, and who knows, maybe they still are, millions of dollars from their involvement in Ukraine. Uh, we had we have Joe Biden on tape, on video, blackmailing Ukraine, basically, to get rid of their prosecutor who was going after Hunter Biden. It's, and that's all about energy and money. Um, this is going to sound maybe disconnected at first, but think of the process through. One of the first things we could do uh, in this in, in this scenario of Russia and Ukraine is um, open up, uh, go back to the, I don't know what, Trump era energy production in this country. Right. Open up the Keystone Pipeline. Tell Germany that you, you're not getting, you know, you're not entering into some energy contract with Russia. That changes the whole dynamic. It affects Ukraine. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, we could do things like, because... Russia and China are getting more into bed with each other. Um, we could start holding hold China accountable for Wuhan lab leak and start bringing pressure to bear on that. There's all kinds of other things that if we if we wanted to act like the world's policeman, you know, yeah. they say there's other things that we could do to police what's going on in the world that would bring uh, pressure to bear on these situations without ever having to do anything militarily. That's a great point. I just don't see helping the Ukraine really Ukraine with anything. I've been reading um, Dan Bongino's book, Spygate. Ukraine is, I mean, we knew that they were corrupt even before the whole Hunter Biden sitting on Burisma board. Right. The question is, what even are we protecting? If we were to go there, what would we even be protecting? Uh, A country that doesn't, in all honesty, like us. Well, nobody likes us. <laughs> no, I mean, be, uh, well, not necessarily that they don't like us, I guess, but um, Ukraine was heavily involved in Spygate, in the in the the whole Russian collusion um, nonsense, the made up steel dossier, um, the whole thing with um, Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort, the reason that he got in trouble was for not registering as a foreign agent and in his um, political work in Ukraine. And there were just a bunch of the the Ukrainian embassy um, giving information to certain journalists and putting people in contact with each other that led to the Steele dossier. Um, We don't we don't owe Ukraine anything. Yeah, I agree. Hey, did you guys hear this one? Uh, I think. Uh, Dan Bongino uh, put this out with some sources that he had that he has. Anyways, that the whole Russian spygate thing was originally developed by Hillary to go after to go after Joe Biden when when she thought he was going to run. Basically, yeah. and all it, the all the accusations take out Trump, insert Hunter Biden. Yeah. The, and yeah. It, yeah. And the whole PP thing fits way more accurately with that's believable with Hunter, not not Trump. It's believable with Hunter. So you just erase Hunter Biden's name and insert Trump's name, but they kept everything else the same. And I thought, man, you know, especially when you think about what a dirtbag Hunter Biden is and all of his sexual picadillos, it makes that that works, man. It makes way more they've sense. always said they've always said everything that the left accuses the right of is exactly what they're doing. Yeah, that's so true. in this sense, literally, I mean, Rush used to say that all the time. Whatever they're accusing the right of is exactly what they're doing right. themselves. Right. And um, so this time it's just literally and gross. Talking about our military. You had a story about a U.S. Uh, about a U.S. Navy. Oh yeah, speaking of our military, and also speaking of China, China um, also being speaking in bed of China, with Russia, right. we don't yeah. like. Yeah, let's give them potentially some technology. And it's not the F thirty five. The issue with the F thirty well, an F thirty five a U.S. Navy F thirty five crashed into the South China Sea, um, supposedly. There were injuries on the deck of an aircraft carrier as well. So dad 
you're saying that it must have happened on landing. Yes. Right, because that it said that there were other... everyone getting hurt on deck. Right, the there were people carrier. on deck hurt. That that would not happen. I, I can't come up with a scenario how you'd have 10 people injured on the flight deck uh, during if there was a mishap on a launch. It, yeah, had I've heard be, a couple, it had to be on a recovery. I've heard a couple conflicting things, and but for the most part, it does seem that it was a landing that missed the hook and went over the went over the edge and that the pilot ejected yeah but even if you just miss even if you just miss the arresting gear there's four wires the ideal landing is a three wire you catch the third wire um that's ideal but uh sometimes you land in the right place and you get a hook skip The, the 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 hook will actually when it impacts a deck will skip and it will bounce over the arresting gear. Now, whether there's technology nowadays that prevents that from happening, I don't know. But it, it used to happen back when I was – and I have around 400 carrier landings to my credit. Um, but even if you do all that and you miss the arresting gear, you just power up and you go around. It's called a bolter. You bolter. And they'll call bolter, bolter, bolter. And you go around and you come around again. Nobody's in the way. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody. You have to veer off. Something has to happen where you go off center line and you go towards, probably towards the island, the superstructure that you know sticks up um, on the starboard side of the ship. Uh, you've got a few guys that are over on the on the um, port side. Guys like your uh, LSO landing signals officer and stuff like that. But that shouldn't number in tens of people. Anyways, so I. But it's a lot easier to have a mishap on landing than it is taking off. Let me tell you, taking off is easy. I mean, that's the easy part. Unless you get a cold cat, cold cat shot um, to where it it doesn't lack, it lacks the power to get you enough speed to get airborne. Um, there's really no nothing to go a problem there. But uh, landing is a whole, that's a whole different dynamic. Especially if the ship is. I mean, you got to think the the ship pitches and rolls um, out in the middle of the ocean. And uh, you're 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 landing on a moving target that's pitching and rolling, if the seas are high. Well, regardless of how it happened, yes, there's the an F thirty five. There's there an F thirty five in the South China Sea now, and it's yes. basically a race to get to it first. Which that's why it was kind of surprising to me, as far as why we didn't, at the very least, destroy destroy the F thirty five. Um, well, what I, kind of technologies, of it, seen, well, if the, China were able to recover it? It's not some air superiority aircraft. It's it's just not. The F-35 never, as far as like a fighter, it never overtook the capability of the F-22. The F-22 is still a far superior, you know, combative plane in the air. But it's the networking capabilities of the F-35 it's basically described as like a flying computer. And this one in particular is not really meant for, definitely not meant for fighting. It's an F-35C, and I believe that's for cargo. I'm pretty sure that it's been modified that this is, I, I've heard the F-35 described as a multi-capability plane that can be okay. used for cargo. Let me just, well, that's not how... A C in that position works. That is the model. That is that is like second. That's like third. That's the same as saying third generation. Well, if it I, were cargo, if it were cargo, it would be F slash yeah. C thirty five. The F thirty five C has larger wings and foldable wingtips as compared to the F thirty five A. Yeah, that's that's the generation that it is basically. Well, anyway, carrier they do, based. They, the C they, means care. Ca the C means carrier based. Okay, because but I have heard that the F thirty five is more of like a multi role aircraft, and actually, it it replaced the a lot of the capabilities of the S three that you were in because the la the the last S threes that they were using that you flew, they had changed those over to be kind of cargo ish planes, right? right. And the F thirty five. Is they were called. They were considered. They were being used out. as what was called a COD carrier onboard delivery. The S threes were at the end. That so it's and not tankers. So it's not but, like China's going to reverse engineer some super. You know, our best fighter that we have because that's not it. But a lot, all the digital, like you know, 
communications and networking. It's used to network with other aircraft. Um, that's a problem. Well, you're talking about what they're talking about is it can essentially network the entire battlefield together in one place. It can communicate with the entire battlefield. It can get information from all these different platforms and all these different locations and have the overall big picture and transmit, you know, needed information. It, it would just be this massive data hub. And I guess that makes sense then why in the Daily Wire article that I read, um, whoever they were talking to about it basically said that losing all of that or, or having all of that being compromised out of the F-35 defeats a huge, just basically um, uh, defeats a huge aspect of what a carrier is even used for in combat. Right. Um, think about all of, all of that communication with all those different platforms and to put it all together in a big tactical picture for for say this person a person that's running the show to to see all of it all of that's encrypted and there's got to be a way for that to communicate amongst all those platforms if they can get their hands on all that technology of its encryption then boom it all it's all in the clear now so this uh, the the c variant of this plane, the F-35C, is actually pretty new. It just embarked on its maiden deployment on this on the USS Carl Vinson, which is what this, the ship that this plane was on, correct? That this occurred, yes. I believe I saw, on the August 2nd of 2021. So it's only been out there a few months. So this is its first, probably, deployed. This is still its first cruise. I wonder where the pilots came from if this is the first version of it's a carrier is carrier based are they using former carrier based uh pilots that transitioned into the f-35 or are they using f-35 pilots that pilots just got trained are now for just on a carrier. The carrier yeah interesting question the i could land an f-35 on an air force runway <laughs> i couldn't do it on a carrier <laughs> <laughs> the um the I saw some reports, and I'm going to say take it with a grain of salt because I couldn't necessarily find it from any place that was super reputable other than the fact that um, Peter McCullough, who is one of the doctors we've talked about, specializes in all the COVID stuff. Uh, we talked about that maybe a month ago. Um, he did retweet something about how the pilot was possibly suffering negative effects from a COVID vaccine. But if it was a failed landing, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Which is why I erased by it by a coughing fit. In the I, yeah, I erased it out of our notes here because I couldn't find anywhere that really confirmed that. But I mean, what do we consider a reputable news source that would cover that if it was true? To be honest, yeah, I don't. I'm not know. sure how that would affect his ability to land the plane, though. Well, I can tell it would you affect this. your ability to land the plane, but it probably wouldn't have even been close. Um, yeah. I, I will tell you this, um, if the, you're going to have a minimum amount of time that you are what's called down, you're down, you can't fly after you've received a vaccine. I don't know what their current protocol is for, um, you know, this COVID 70, vaccines. The, the story I read said 72 hours. But um, we do know of someone here in our community um, of a young man who died uh, two weeks after getting his second COVID vaccine, blood clots, myocarditis. I can tell you this, you have no idea how high your heart rate is when you're trying to land yeah, true. an airplane on a carrier, especially if it's under a little bit dicey conditions. I mean, you don't always land, you don't always get to land on the carrier when it's sunshiny and no wind and the sea is calm. Um, because there's nowhere to touch, there's nowhere else to land out in the middle of the big wiggly. You either land on the ship or you go swimming and it can, if it, weather's not great, it, it, your heart rate is through the roof. Um, I can remember we'd set and we'd marshal waiting for our turn to land and it's boring. You're just going around in circles till it's your push time. And, and then you're wide awake. And so you go from almost being falling asleep to, to being pumped through the roof. 
to the point to where after we would land and I'm not even the one actually executing the landing and I would be wide awake for two or three hours after that because you're just so jacked. So if you have, if you're on the, if you're maybe going to experience myocarditis, that could be problematic. Just like all those soccer players that are dropping down. Exactly. Or the young man that we know. they get their heart rate right. going. Or the young man that correct. we know that yeah. was playing basketball. And then a cardiac event yep. occurs. So it's, I mean, I could see how it could happen, but we certainly have That's no true. confirmation for it. So the, the story that I found, they're, they're talking about the crash. Um, they're talking about the plane. And then they say that the DOD, under the direction of Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, has admitted a crucial fact. Aviators approaching within a mile of their carrier call the ball, a radio transmission indicating they have spotted the meatball, a nickname for the visual reference used by pilots to keep the proper glide slope during the approach to an aircraft carrier. Does that sound right? Yes, dead on. um, Glide slope and center line. So it says, as the F-35C pilot neared the USS Vinson, he called the ball but also said, he was experiencing sudden and intense chest pain as if someone hit him with a baseball bat. Oh. Um, yeah. And then it says um, uh, he ordered the pilot to wave off. So I guess this is the uh, the signal operator. The LSO. Aboard. The signal operator aboard the, the Vincent uh, noticed at once that he... Uh, that the F-35 was above glide slope and would miss the wires, he ordered the pilot to wave off just as the pilot's crackled voice said on the radio, quote, effing vaccine. (gasps) The pilot had barely enough strength to eject safely, um, though several boatswain's mates on the flight deck... On the flight deck, were injured when the plane struck the deck. So the yeah, the aircraft crashed onto the deck and then into the water. Wow. So it says the. Uh, well, where are you reading this from? Down. Um, yeah, that's pay, the thing is I'm reading this from the, the thing. link. I will. I'll set. I'll put it on on, on the notes. But it, it's from a site called Real Raw News. The story is by someone named Mike Baxter, and it is from yesterday. And. Um, Further down, it says the pilot, current condition unknown, got his booster shot aboard the USS Vincent 72 hours prior to the accident. He had no comorbidities and passed a medical examination on 9-5-2021. Does, does it give his age? Um, no. Because we know, we know from the data that for young men between 18 and 30 are literally... 50 to as high as 100 times more likely to have a problem with the vaccine than they are to have with the with yeah, COVID but itself. Are you going to get put in a brand new model of plane? And a, those guys train for so long. He's got to be in his 30s at least, right? Okay, so it's, let's say maybe. Let's yeah. say he's even 31, 32. But you're still at risk, yeah. You, you are... Um, in the fleet, you, those guys are going to be in the fleet hitting an airplane, you know, it, it getting flying it, getting um, 24, age 24. If they're graduating when they're 22, they can theoretically be uh, pilot in command at, at, at 24. And you go out and you fly in a combat squadron for three, four years, you're getting a lot of flight time. And if you're good at it, then, yeah, they're not going to have a problem having a 28, 29-year-old flying that airplane transitioning into it or whatever but it, that scenario that you just read makes perfect sense with what i was talking about earlier and we also know didn't the, the, the young man that we're aware of complain of chest pains yeah so this says the pilot ejected a split second before the f-35c bounced off the flight deck and tumbled into the choppy waters so that I mean it that sounds realistic. That story is getting picked up by other sites but n- none no major site yet. Well, you, and again, do, you ex- I say, do you expect the ABC I, to carry right, it? I wouldn't yeah. expect it. They're yeah. not going to they're not going to run with that story. Does it make any mention as to what the weather conditions were like day night? No. Even if weather's decent, if it's you can have some really black nights out there in in the ocean, and it is like descending into a black hole. Well, anyway, it it seems credible. I mean, when you line it all up, it sounds it sounds possible. And there's a lot of weird specifics in here for this to be 
made up. It'd be an interesting thing to make up, especially as they will be able to ask him. Yeah, if he lives. Yeah. Uh, it said he was. It said he was stable. There's there's actually a part in here where it says um, that the Carl Vinson uh, Nimitz class carrier has a fully functional medical ward on its second deck. Um, he's uh, suffered an acute case of oh, sh- an acute case of myocarditis. Uh, inflammation of the heart muscle, a common and potentially deadly side effect. Um, so he, yeah, he was recovered, taken to medical, and um, they determined that he had had that case of myocarditis. But it doesn't say my if he lived at all, and he and they know that he has a case of myocarditis, they'll just put him on bed rest, basically, like no physical activity. If he does that, right, he'll probably be okay. But there's still the chance of cardiac issues basically for the rest of his life ma'am well this is going to be an issue with every carrier pilot because i can tell you i don't care the calmest calmest coolest cucumber in the bunch uh your heart rate goes up when you're landing on a carrier i'm it's not just limited to pilots plenty of roles in our military you're going to be heightened yeah, I can tell you the the guys working on the flight deck uh, during flight operations, those young guys, let me tell you, your heart rate is up there. That is one of the most scary places in the world to work, especially at night. I have a weird way to segue this. <laughs> All right, let's hear the weird segue. <laughs> I'm going to segue using a obscure military connection. So an, a recent uh, occurrence, Neil Young, the musician, back in the day, one of the songs I most know him for is a song of protest against the government, right, against the establishment, talking about the military, four dead in Ohio, and things that occurred around Vietnam. But now he is Mr. Uh, lefty, well, he's always been, I guess, lefty, but now he's said uh, he wanted, he told Spotify, gave Spotify an ultimatum that they either needed to take Joe Rogan's podcast down or his, or he wanted to be removed from Spotify. And he said, because Joe Rogan, they're spreading di- disinformation and against, you know, government agents. I think he said they can have Rogan or they can have Young. Yeah. And so who has gone at one point from being songs of protest to now being like no we just play go along with the establishment uh message and spotify quickly said okay bye so they've removed all of neil young's music off of spotify where he yes. made i heard i've heard that he made 60 percent of his total profits Download. from, from downloads and streaming, streaming were from spotify even, yeah but he doesn't even own the rights to his own catalog anymore that so i also for somebody yeah, else yeah but he had checked with them. Apparently, it's Warner that that bought the yeah. rights to all of Neil Young's music. And so he went to Warner and asked if he could take this stance, say this. And they said it was okay because they probably didn't think this never happens. This never happens where the person who demands for someone to be canceled, that the company stands up and says, all right, fine. And they get rid of them. That never – that doesn't happen. So – it's it's but money it's nice still to talks see. and Joe Rogan gets millions. Oh yeah, of eleven million. I mean, Spotify has already shown they're going to stand behind Joe Rogan. I mean, he's they've been coming after him for a while and they're willing to stand with him. So he should have known he was going to lose that. Talk about somebody who's lacks self awareness. The guy gets an average of eleven million downloads per episode. The the Peter McCullough per da- episode, episode? Yes. yes, but he's in the moral right. The, I thought Peter, that was the, like weekly no. downloads. No, the Peter McCullough episode got forty million downloads. Eleven. Okay, so if you're talking about eleven million individual listeners, yes, wasn't that like? Isn't that what Rush Limbaugh's show had when he was syndicated? Was like he was around eleven 20 million. million 20, 20 million over 20 million listeners yeah so individual like individual weekly listeners yes if he's got an average of 11 million downloads per episode yes he's probably there too yes that's insane 40 million on one episode 
So that's yeah, where you, you think that, you know, the, the sometimes we wonder, is anybody out there listening and do they know what's going on? Well, if 40 million people out of 330 in this country, that's pretty darn good. Well, it's not U.S. downloads. Then how? Then that's how come? 40 million is probably worldwide, yeah. though. How come they all act like they don't know then? Well, like I said, it's possibly 40 million no not possibly it's that was 40 million downloads worldwide yeah and if you look at other places in the world right now europe for crying out loud that's true all these places in europe we are are putting up huge fight there are hundreds of thousands of people in the streets every single weekend and it is paying off because all of these countries are lifting all their covid restrictions the uk has lifted every covid restriction denmark has lifted every COVID restriction. I mean, these places that you would think, I mean, when did they start out freedoming us? I don't know, but Neil, but Neil Young, I, that's a great cell phone, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I love Neil Young's music. He's a loon bag, but I love oh, his yeah. music. I like some of his stuff. Uh, one of his, or now one of the guys from Big Bang Theory, I guess, has come out and is telling all these other artists that they need to do the same thing. Because clearly Neil Young wasn't a strong enough pull to the, you know, people like Taylor Swift, you have to get on board with this and, you know, whoever, blah, blah, blah. So what? Taylor, give me a break. I, it's just one of the names. That yeah, I've but remember, names. like she said, but, and And that about, wasn't even her. It's about That was money. somebody telling them that they needed to do it too. Okay, well, they'll so probably, they probably w- w- who are they going to tell that to? Who are they going to suggest that you need to pull off? It's going to be the weak. They're going to they're gonna go to people yeah. that are weak. And, well, first of and, all, all those people are owned by their labels and production companies anyway, and there's no way that they could even necessarily do that themselves. That would Neil, get them in a lot of trouble. Neil Young wasn't no listens at all. I think that, I think that he had something like, I don't know what the over the time span, but it said something like nine million followers yeah. on Spotify. So it wasn't nothing, and they just—they didn't even think about it. They just got rid of him. If if I was you know the the record label for Taylor Swift and Taylor right, Swift and said I think that, that I think that I should do it, and the record label is going to say no, they just got rid of yeah. every Neil Young song off of their platform. Don't we're we're not even will they do that to you? Probably not, but we're not going to take that chance. So they would tell her no. Well, yeah. there's a difference too in the dynamic in that uh, Joe Rogan, his audience is a lot more uh, a lot younger and a lot more active, if you will, dynamic. Neil Young's audience. Neil Young's audience is on its way out, so to speak. Hey, I listen to Neil Young. I know, but it's still not the same as Joe Rogan's audience. I actually uh, yes. one of your um, one of your uh, BFF Stacy. Neil Young is like her favorite. Did you know really? that? Yeah. It's no. Interesting, huh? People were wanting to um, to have like uh, memes and stuff with Joe Rogan where, you know, keep on rocking in the free world, like playing in the background as Joe <laughs> Rogan still does all of his. Right. He's still doing all of his podcasts on. And then they're all on Spotify. I that it, Joe uh, Joe Rogan should get on his show and sing. Oh man, look at my life. I'm a lot more successful than you, you ever were. Yeah, I'm not a lot like you. <laughs> oh man, look at my life. I'm nothing like you were. I made a Neil Young reference not very long ago about the needle and the damage done. You did. Oh yeah. That was sa- that was Wait, no, you didn't. Was, no, you, you didn't. didn't. No, Santa did. Santa did. Not, oh, you're that's, confusing oh, that's yourself right. oh, with yeah, you're confusing sorry. yourself with Santa. I'm sorry. Man. Scott Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem. There's too much craziness going on in the world for you to talk about big ideas. We have to cover the stupidity of the week first. Okay, well I just want to I just want I want to make this one I'll keep this to the point and, and but I want to get it in there now. Don Lemon had made the comment uh, this week that, uh, you know, we should not do our own research. We can't do our own research. We have these great scientists who are researchers, and it's silly that we think that we can do research. We can't do research. They are the scientific researchers. And in a way, I understand his point. 
when we say, when a person like yourself or, or myself say that we have researched something, we don't mean that we went and did research at the level that a the scientist did. Exactly. I wasn't in there splitting atoms or combining, you know, breaking down the genome or anything like that. But I can access the research that they've done. I can look at it and I can compare it and I can see what makes sense. So that is something that we actually should do. So when I look at two different scientists or multiple scientists that have done the same research and they're drawing different conclusions from it, I can read both sides and I can then make a determination on where I feel one is right, one is wrong. This one got this one right. This one's a little off over here. I can evaluate all that because there are scientists who do research on the exact same topic yet come to different conclusions. So we look at that both sides and we evaluate and make a decision for ourselves. Not only is that reasonable, that should be the norm. If you are a reasonably intelligent human being who cares about yourself and the world around you, you should do that. Okay. Yeah. Questioning Questioning results and conclusions is the most scientific thing that you can do. Right. And that's and the scientific. That is. And so, so he's, I mean, when you talk like that, he just, I mean, I hate to keep using the word and dogging the same people, but when you talk like that, that you've engaged zero brain cells to, to come up with this, make a statement like that, Don Lemon, when you don't understand what people are saying when they say, well, I've looked into it, I've researched it. What we're saying is we've examined the research that scientists have done who have come to various conclusions and we weigh them out and come to a conclusion ourselves. That's called life. That's what life should be. And you're an idiot, Don Lemon, for saying anything different. And Do you remember when, so Stephen, just, Cro- Do you remember when Stephen Crowder went back and forth with that Ethan Klein guy? And the Ethan Klein that does yeah. that H3H3 show said, you don't even need to think. You don't need to think about this stuff because they just tell you what to think. He's like, it's easy. There's scientists and they know what to do and you don't. So you don't think. You just listen and do what they tell you to do. It's the exact same thing as that. And you're right. That's it is terrifying. engaging zero brain cells. And that's why some people deserve to have a ruling class over them. Oh, there are people that want to be ruled. Yes, absolutely. It's his desire to be ruled. He wants someone to tell him everything to do and how to live his entire life, because then when a mistake is made, it's not his fault. Well, that's cool. You should join the military, right, Dad? I'll be the ruler. Be told what to do. (laughs) I'll be your ruler. If you want somebody to rule you, I'll I'll be happy to be your ruler. You're probably not going to like how I rule, but. um, Yeah, Crowder, they've clipped that where they've clipped that uh, where it just says, like, he goes, what is it? I'm like, you don't, even, you don't have to think about it, dude. You don't have to think about it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. That's pretty funny. Well, everyone, believe everything that we just said because we're the experts. And we just remember, yeah, that's it. right. When you listen to our podcast, you don't even have to think about it, dude. This is the only consensus you need. The Be- the Bevington consensus. <laughs> that could be a new thing. The Bevington consensus.